Blog Talk Radio. Bucka, 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 bucka. Ha ha. You know the deal. Beast by Supremo for all of my people, Negroes and Latinos, and even the Gringos. Yo, check it, one for Charlie Hustle, two for Steady Rock, three for the four coming live, future shots. Five dimensions, six senses, seven from a mess of heaven to hell, eight million stories to tell. Nine planets faithfully keep an orbit with the probable tenth. The universe expands length, the body of my text possess extra strength. Power lifted, powerless, up, out of this, tower and inferno. My ink so hot it burned through the journal. I'm black at midnight on bro, where you myrtle. Hip-hop past all your tall social hurdles like the nationwide pride. It's prison industry complex Working class poor Better keep your alarm set Streets too loud To ever hear freedom ring Say you're back in with your sleep It's dangerous to dream But your chain cats Get they just wow. You dead now Killing fields Need blood to graze The cash cow Some numbers game But shit don't add up somehow Like I got 16 to 32 bars To rock it But only 15% of profits Ever seen my pockets Like 69 billion In the last 20 years Spent on national defense But folks still living fear Like nearly half of America's Largest cities Is one quarter the black, that's why they gave Ricky Ross all the crap. 16 ounces to a pound, 20 more to a key. A five minute sitting, hearing that you no longer free. 40% of Americans own a cell phone so they can hear everything that you say when you ain't home. I guess Michael Jackson was right. You are not alone. Rock your hard hat black as you in the terror zone. Full of hard niggas, large niggas, dice tumblers. Young teens of prison greens facing life numbers. Crack mothers, crack babies, and maze paces. Young blood can't spell, but they can rock you in PlayStation. Snoo Mavis with a mother. Ass. You want to know how to rhyme, you better learn how to add. It's mathematics. Mighty most definitely. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a barber around China. What are we talking about here? Mighty most definitely. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a barber around China. What are we talking about here? Two sides to every story, three strikes, and you bitten for life. Mandatory. Four MCs murdered in the last four years. I ain't trying to be the fifth when the millennium is here. Yo, a six million ways to die. From the seven deadly thrills. Eight year olds getting found with nine mils. It's simply in where you see that. What's the deal? They on the hill pumping krills to keep their bellies filled. Lighting the ass with heavy steel. Sights on the pretty shit in life. Young soldiers trying to earn their next strike. When the average minimum wage is 515, you best believe you gotta find a new grind to get cream. The white Unemployment rate is nearly more than triple for black. Frontliners got their gun in your back. Bubble and crack. Jews after the robbery, to combat poverty and end up in the global jail economy. Stiffer stipulations attached to each sentence. Budget cutbacks but increased police presence. And even if you get out of prison, still living, join the other five million under state supervision. This is business. No faces, just lines and statistics from your phone, your zip code, the SSI digits. The system break man channel women in the figures. Two columns for who is and who ain't. Niggas, numbers is hard to real and they never have feelings But you push too hard, even numbers got limits Why did one straw break the camel back? Here's the secret The million other straws underneath it, it's all mathematics I'm mighty most definitely It's simple mathematics Check it out I'm a ball around China What are we talking about here? Mighty most definitely It's simple mathematics Check it out You know, happiness is a dimension of our own nature. Happiness, from a spiritual point of view, is not based on conditions or circumstances. Innately, we're happy beings. We're spiritual beings. That means that happiness and joy are already built within. And as we're growing spiritually, we are removing filters from seeing or feeling the happiness that's already there. When we're somewhat blocked, happiness is conditioned. We say, well, I got a new car, therefore I'm happy. Or this person didn't call me back, therefore I'm unhappy. And so it's condition-based. 
But as we mature spiritually and we begin to touch into our real nature and being, we notice that we're happy regardless of what's going on. Something bad happens, we don't like it, but the happiness is still there. Uh, someone doesn't call us back, some plan doesn't work out, we don't like it, but the happiness is still there. So that's a sign of spiritual maturity. So can we define happiness as the way to transform every emotion and transform it in, to feel something right? Yes, you, you can uh, basically, you, you discover your happiness when you're able to see that in every circumstance there is possibility, there's potential, and there's an energy behind it pushing you to a greater expression of, of, of who and what you really are. People become frustrated and unhappy if they feel there's no way out, if they feel that every road is blocked. But in reality, with a capital R, there's no such world. No world like that exists. We're surrounded by infinite possibility. And so with a shift of perception and attitude, you begin to see those possibilities. And those possibilities uh, invite us uh, to activate potential within us. Uh, the gifts and talents within us that are latent, the possibilities invite us to activate, to discover and activate those, those possibilities. So again, then happiness would be us uh, becoming more ourselves. That'd be a very blissful state, you see. So it doesn't deny that bad things happen in the world. It doesn't deny that people die. People die on us. You know, people leave. Jobs change. It doesn't deny that. But when we come to an understanding that even with all the changes that are going on in the phenomenal world, there's still something about us that's permanent. There's something about us that's forever. And that part of us that's forever is spiritual, which means it never... It never began and it will never end. And as we become more and more identified with that, identified not just in, with a belief system, but identified that with some kind of spiritual practice, some kind of focus, some kind of intention, then our life takes on a whole different, a whole different vibration. How we can overcome the fear of rejection? Rejection is paying too much attention. The fear of rejection is paying too much attention to what other people are thinking about you and other, what other people are thinking about what you're thinking about. And people live in that kind of a bubble. I wonder if that person likes me. I wonder if this person appreciates me. And those are, uh, that's the wrong mode of being in the world. You have to think about what the universe thinks about you. And the universe thinks you're important. The, the, whatever name you want to use, you can say the universe, you can say the cosmos, you can say God, whatever. What, what, is, what does the universe think of you? And because you were created, you have meaning, you are important, you're worthy, you're worthwhile, because you weren't made accidentally. You weren't just accidentally made. Uh, nature didn't just come together and accidentally make you. You know, uh, there was a perfect idea behind you with c complete potential and possibility uh, to be activated. So you have to begin to think about, we all have to begin to think about, how does the universe think about me? Not how does that person over there think about me. Not how those group of people over there think about me. That's a waste of my time. Then I start to people please. I start to do things to make them like me. And, and, which may take away from my mission. May take away from my authenticity. It may take away from making my powers. Because I'm thinking about what they're thinking about. And they're thinking about what I'm thinking about. Everybody's thinking about what other people are thinking about what they're thinking about. <laughs> No. And what difference do you do you see between pay attention to others yes. and learn from feedback of others? Yeah, yeah. You can learn from feedback from others. I'm not overly concerned about what others are thinking about me, because I'm living my passion and my purpose and my intention. And then life gives me feedback. If if I'm being stubborn in some area, then then, then there'll be some feedback from either life itself or from people. If, if I'm being arrogant, you'll get the feedback. If you're being wishy-washy, you get the feedback. So you learn how to pay attention. And, you know, as you, as you mature and become more comfortable with yourself, you're able to take criticism. And what happens is uh, you start paying, uh, you start seeing, what, what, what they're called the two imposters, criticism and praise. There are people that praise you and people that criticize you. 
But after a while, you don't really care about either one of them. They're called imposters. And so if somebody's criticizing you and saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, you know, shut up, whatever, <laughs> you, 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 you don't care. It's like, thank you for your feedback, you know. <laughs> and if somebody says, oh, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, you, 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 you're the best, you say, thank you, for your, thank you for your feedback. You start treating both the same because you're not trying to get something from the people. You're giving a gift to the people. You're getting your information and your energy directly from the life force, you see. You're getting fed by life. Life is giving you information, and you're sharing it. And if people don't want it, and they say, ah, it's a bunch of baloney, thank you. I won't give it to you, you know. And if somebody says, I want it, thank you. Here it is. But after a while, praise and criticism, you don't really care because you're... you're you're becoming so in tune inside of yourself. Yeah. It's, like, it's like if you are a mathematician and you know that 10 plus 10 is 20. You know it. It's not an opinion. You know it. And you stand in front of a group and you start to do your math and somebody says, I don't believe that. What are you going to do? You're going to say, okay, thank you. You know, you know 10 plus 10 is 20. You say, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Good example. They're giving you feedback where you need to grow. Because when you get out here as a public figure, People talk about you. If you do really good, they talk about you more. If you yeah. do really, really good, they talk about you really, really more. It, yeah. it goes with scale. And then you learn this. Um, mediocrity attacks excellence all the time. And so if you're seeking to live a, an excellent life, those who are, have agreement with mediocrity, they attack you because you're making them uncomfortable. They want to stay small, so they attack people who are trying to do big things. Let's talk about the law of attraction. According to you, how we can use the law of attraction? Well, the, the basic, first start with the basics. The basic law is what you chronically think about is what you bring about in your experience. A thought is a unit of mental energy. Energy can never be created or destroyed. Energy just keeps changing itself into higher or lower expressions. So if you're constantly thinking negative, you know, uh, Life is hard and, and then you die. There's not enough good jobs around. Uh, there's no... Decrease crisis. Yeah, there's, everything is working. Then you, you, your body temple gets that message. The cells of your, of your body begin to hear that. It starts to produce, produce toxic chemicals. Your immune system starts to become unhinged, starts to be, be impaired. Your thinking starts to go down because of the toxic chemicals and you start to bring about what you're thinking about. You become sick, uh, not as much energy, so therefore your opportunities are depleted, uh, your energy is down, critical thinking goes down, and then you start to bring about that negativity that you're describing. But you change it around, and you begin to say, you know, I'm surrounded uh, by opportunities. Life is good. Everything's working together for my good. I, 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 I'm surrounded by infinite opportunities. Uh, prosperity is right here. And then what happens, when you start to say that, your mood is lifted, tonic chemicals and endorphins start to go through the body, starts to amplify your immune system, your thinking becomes more clearer, you start to see life differently, opportunities, you start to see opportunities that you couldn't see before, possibilities open up that you didn't even know about because your attitude has changed, and what looks like the law of attraction is simply you lifting your vibration so that you can see the potential. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On the New Evolution Radio Network. Yeah. Come experience life as we know it. As some of you should know it. Yeah. Yeah. Place. Marcy. Y'all know the action. Uh, I got the shorty on my block, always clock. 
liking my rocks He likes the style of profile, I think he want to mock He likes the way I walk, he see my money talking Now honey talking, I'm the hottest nigga in New York And I see his hunger pains, I know his blood boils He wanna run with me, I know this kid to be loyal I watched him make a few wins, the cop his little sneakers and gear Then it's just enough for re-up again I see myself in his eyes, I move from Levi's to guess the Versace Now it's diamonds like Liberace, that's just a natural cycle Nobody wanna be like Michael where I'm from Just some niggas who bounce from a gun We out here trying to make hard white into cold green I can help shorty blow out like Afro Sheen Plus I could relive my days if you which is gone That little nigga's peak, it's time to put him on Come on, come on, I don't wait up in my crown Got to lock it down and when they run to my crown come on, stick up my chest and make some loot I'm out here slinging, bringing the drama Trying to come up in the game And add a couple of dollar signs to my name I'm out here serving, disturbing the peace Life could be better like my man Reclined in plush leather seats And selling weight, I'm selling eight Bull 16, trying to graduate To push your quarters, y'all I ain't gonna sweat him, I'ma let him come to me If he give me the nod, then these niggas don't see I'm tired of vegan out here round the clock And breaking days And chasing crackers up the block for my pay I'm staying fresh, so chickens check I'm trying to step up to the next level Push your vet through the jets Diamonds reflect from the sun Directly in your equilibrium and stunned I'm waiting for my day to come I got the urge to splurge I don't want a lifetime sentence Just give me the word It's time to come up Ain't hold my own weight up in my crown Got to lock it down and when they run in my crown It's time to come up And stick up my chest and make some loot Hey fella, I've been watching you clock. Who me holding down this block? It ain't nothing. You the man, nigga. Now stop fronting. <laughs> I like your style. Nah, I like your style. Let's drive around the world. Cool, nigga. Here's a fact. A G, I ride with you for free. I want the long-term riches and bitches. Listen to me. You let them other niggas get the name. Skip the fame. Ten thousand or a hundred G. Keep your shit the same. On the low. Yeah, the only way to blow. You let your shit bubble quietly. And then you blow. Hey, keep it cool. The only way that people fool is let them show his hands and you play your card. Then these do deal and I understand. Don't blow your dough on high. The only thing I got in this world is my work and my nuts. It won't break up for nobody. I like your resume. Pick a day. You can start. From now until death, do what's part, nigga. And hold my own weight up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they run, it's in my crown. Time to come up and stick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they run, it's in my own crown. Time to come up and hold my own weight up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they run, it's in my crown. Time to come up and stick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they run, it's in my own crown. All right, all right, all right. What up, what up, what up? Peace to the gods. What's going down? Right here on uh, Open Forum Friday. I almost forgot who, <laughs> what show this was for a sec. Right here on Open Forum Friday, man. I'm your host, Joy Bounce. El Bay Ali. Or, you know, some people some people just call me Joey Bounce, man. How, whatever you want to call me, man. You know, it's all good. I am your host, man. Welcome to the show. Uh, the call the number is 515 602 Nine seven nine three. If you want to get with me, um, that is the number to call in. Today is Open Forum Friday. Feel free to call in, express your mind, ask questions, any of that good stuff. Uh, tomorrow uh, we do not have a show, but we will be on the air Sunday for the bottom line, um, and then we'll be back next week with all new shows, including the Metaphysics show. All right, so I look forward to uh, being able to bring that to the table. So as we try to rebuild our audience back up and let people know where we are. Make sure that you give them a call the number, 515-602-9793. All right. We do not own any of the rights to the music that's played on the shows, all right? Everything is um, for educational purposes, all right? This is an education station, and we believe in educating people to uplift fallen humanity. This is what we do over here, all right? So everything is for the betterment of our people, Okay. So with that being said, let's get right into it, man. Um, I wanted to talk about, uh, before we go to the call, I wanted to talk about procedural due process, right? And I wanted to discuss procedural due process, um, specifically because due process uh, is given to every 
individual that lives uh, within the territorial bounds, right, from the west to the east to the north to the south, right, which means that the, when the government deprives a person of a protected right, they're supposed to be due process, right? And even under, and I don't know how people feel about the 14th Amendment, but even under the 14th Amendment, it specifically says that no state shall deprive any person of life, liberty, or, or property without due process of law. Now remember, remember, the 14th Amendment was originally established to keep the states in check. It was not originally established for the people. It was to keep the states in check. And I'm, when I say states, I'm talking about the state of. I'm talking about the corporate body politics. Okay, now, the most obvious requirement of the due process clause, um, if the states could afford certain procedures, right, the due process, before depriving individuals of certain interests, these interests would have been life, liberty, or property. Okay? So, although it is probably the case that the framers used the phrase uh, life, liberty, or property, okay, when they were framing the Constitution to be a shorthand for important interest, the Supreme Court has adopted a, a, a more literal, if you will, interpretation of what the due process clause is, okay? Um, and this requires you to ask yourself, have you always been given due process, right, when it comes to uh, life? Liberty, pursuit of happiness, being made whole, you know, uh, not having your life threatened, whether that be by a public official or by anybody else, right? Um, you know, not having your freedom threatened or your or your liberty to have free ingress, regress, uh, egress, okay, to be able to come and go as you please. So, for example, right, the court has ruled that. The government may severely damage an individual's reputation by, for example, putting his name on a list known uh, for shoplifting, right, without affording process, right? Or you could damage somebody by putting somebody's name on the list that really their name should have never been put on the list to begin with, right? So I need y'all to really get this, right, and really understand that due process is a very, very, very important thing. So... The due process clause serves two basic goals. One is to produce, right? And and when I say produce, I mean through the use of fair procedures, more accurate results, right? To prevent wrongful deprivation of interest, right? And, I, and when I say deprivation of interest, I'm talking about the deprivation of your rights, right? Being deprived of your rights, um, and it, 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 being deprived of your rights means done under what we call color of law, okay? And they deprive people every day of their rights under the color of law, and they call this colorable, not colorful, but colorable law, okay? So the other goal here is to make people feel that the government has treated them fairly by saying, listen, we're on your side. We hear you, okay? So the due process clause is essentially a guarantee of basic fairness. Okay? And when we say fairness, fairness can, and, and, and fairness is not always equity, but generally in most people's eyes, fairness is what they call equality. So we always want to strive for equity, which takes fairness to the next level, right? But fairness can, in various cases, have many components. And I, I want you to recognize the components, right? And notice that an opportunity to be heard at a meaningful time and in a meaningful way a decision that's supported by substantial evidence, etc. Okay, <clears throat> um, is the due process clause. So, in general, the more important the individual rights are that are in question, the more process that must be afforded. So, if we're talking about taking somebody's liberty, right, and liberty can include everything from somebody's ability to to have privacy in their own home, uh, privacy. Uh, when they get in their, in, their, in their vehicle and they travel back and forth, uh, uh, the, the, the right to, to ownership, the right to establish trust, the right to have family, the right to uh, life, liberty, happiness, right? All of these things, the right to feel safe, all of these things matter when we're talking about due process. 
right? And, and this is important because in general, the more important the individual's rights are, the more due process has to be given. So nobody can be deprived of their life, for example, without the protection uh, of a criminal trial and special determinations about aggravating factors, you can't justify a death, right? We're not hanging people no more, okay? They're not sending people to the electric chair for, for running into a store and taking chips, you understand? But what happens is, is that you have to have substantial evidence, what they call preponderance amounts of evidence, before you can deprive any individual in America of their rights. Or the United States, whatever, whichever, or or a, uh, a Mexico, okay, okay. Let's let's just put that out. There, okay. Now, on the other hand, suspension of a driver's license, okay, suspend somebody's driver's license. This may occur without any of those protections because it's a privilege that you were given. Driver's licenses are privileges. Your license is not a privilege. Your life, your life is a unalienable right given from the Creator. Your right to happiness is an unalienable right given to you by the Creator. Your life, your right to peace is an unalienable right given to you by the Creator. See, we got to shed light on this because, you know, niggas will, and it's not just niggas. I mean, you, you know, when I say niggas, I, this, niggas can be can be any color, okay? But uh, uh, people who are ignorant. To, to what the law is, right? And I want y'all to understand that I'm giving you deprivation of rights uh, under what we call the procedural due process clause for your understanding. Okay? So the case on this page, um, right, and when we talk about this, because um, I, I want to, I'm, I'm actually going to give you some information here from this, from this site. And on this particular page, it, there's a case, and it demonstrates uh, what we call uh, the Supreme Court's approach to key questions concerning procedural due process. So if you are uh, unaware, you should check out Board of Regents versus Roth, which shows that the court has defined, quote, property interest, end quote, for purposes of due process clauses. So the case involves the decision of a public college not to renew the contract of an uh, untenured professor, professor, excuse me, so the court concluded that the professor had no liberty interest in any specific teaching and that he had no property interest in his job because he lacked a what they called a, quote, legitimate claim of entitlement, end quote, under the state law to his job. Okay? So the court noted that he would have had such a claim of entitlement had he tenured, but because then the college would have to make a specific showing of poor performance in order to sustain its dismissal. So without a legitimate claim of entitlement to his job, the court reasoned that there is nothing to have a hearing about. So property interest, the court stresses, must be found in the statutory or common law of jurisdictions. So I need you to understand that trust also fall under the common law. Okay? Let me know if I'm moving too fast because it's a lot of information. And, I, and I'm trying to cover it quickly so we can go to the call lines. All right? Okay, so remember, when we talk about due process, this is crucial. Okay, due process goes from left to right, north to south, east to west, in the center. Due process is everywhere. Everybody is entitled to due process. It's just like... um you know, when somebody wants to uh, uh, step on a treaty, but yet the treaties are the supreme laws of the land, especially if they've been adopted in this country. Okay? Now, unlike property interests, which have their source in the state law, the court sees, quote, liberty, quote, interest, as having their source in the Constitution, which means that deprivations of certain basic liberties such as the freedom to travel, the freedom to live, the freedom to raise children, the freedom from incarceration, or the freedom to not be subject to physical violence or forced medical treatment will trigger a requirement that the government affords what we call due process. 
But not every serious injury inflicted by the government is necessarily a deprivation of liberty interest, according to the court. So in 1971, in uh, Constantine versus Wisconsin, case um, this case involved a, a governmental posting of the name of, of the names of excessive drinkers. So the court concluded that some sort of hearing had to be afforded before a list of names could be sent out. So an individual has a protected liberty interest in her good name and reputation. You understand what I'm saying? See, here's the thing, right? People will damage your name, okay? And if somebody decides to damage your name, and you know you're a good individual. You know you're out here, you're not hurting people, you know, you're trying to do right by people, you know, you like legitimately are a good individual, right? And somebody tries to destroy your name, that is a uh, a deprivation of your liberty. This is why some people have had to change their names. Okay? So, understanding this, I want you to get that um, in this particular case, the court, right, looked at this as, as a deprivation of rights. Okay? Now, five years later, in the case of Paul versus Davis, a case involving the government's distribution of a list of active shoplifters, the court reversed the courses okay, and held that the damage to an individual's reputation standing alone is not deprivation of a protected liberty interest. But the court distinguished Constanu, now finding that an individual's additional loss of right to purchase alcohol was a key element in the outcome over the earlier case. So in Vitek versus Jones, which is the 1980 case, the court found that the due process must be afforded before an inmate in solitary confinement was transferred from state from a state prison to a state mental hospital, where he then would be forced to undergo behavioral modification. So the court rejected the state's argument that inmates had already lost their liberty, so that transfer from one state institution to another. Uh, shouldn't trigger a requirement of due process. Now, the last two cases that I'm going to talk about here, okay, demonstrate how the court balanced individual interest against governmental interest to determine how much processes uh, are in due process, specific context. Okay, so in the case of uh, Mackey versus Montrum, okay, the court considered whether the state can suspend for 90 days without a prior hearing somebody's driver's license of the motorist who refused to take a breathalyzer, right? We all done had them nights where, you know, you know you've been out drinking and they, or a bunch of people have been out drinking, right? And you see that line where the cops are are, are checking every car, right, for breathalyzers, right? And so um, in this particular case, Mackey versus Montrum, okay, it, the person refused the breathalyzer. So the court voting five to four held that the state could immediately suspend the license in such cases. The majority gave considerable weight to the state's uh, asserted interest, essentially, okay, in removing drunk drivers from highways as soon as possible and in providing drivers with a strong incentive to take the test. So although the court recognized that people today have a substantial interest in keeping licenses to drive, it also stressed that the risk of erroneous deprivation was low because only rarely uh, would there be a real dispute as to whether the motorist refused or did not refuse to take a breathalyzer. So the dissenters saw a great likelihood of factual disputes. Um, they did a refusal to follow a clear demand without warning of the consequences, right? And they noted that uh, the state's argument about getting drunks off the road fast was an undercut by the fact that a person who failed the breathalyzer test would be allowed to continue to drive until his trial day. Now, my whole thing about this, right, and I think pretty much anybody would agree with me, that we don't want people who excessively drink alcohol and drive on the road, and too many people have been have been killed. You have kids that have been killed. You have innocent people who have been killed because somebody decided to have a drink and drive, right? You want to drink, you go sit your ass in a bar, and you call the Uber, or you go home and drink. Right? You don't do it on the road. So is that a deprivation of your rights? It, it's a deprivation of uh, the rights of others, I would say. Right? Remember, driving is a privilege that they give you. If you have a driver's license and you're operating uh, 
in that particular capacity. Okay, so there's a fine line there. Now, in the, in uh, the case of Cleveland Board of Education versus Louder Mills, the court considered whether two school district employees could be suspended. Okay, without pay until the hearings were held to determine whether they had, in fact, violated school district rules as the district had alleged. So the Board of Education argued that since it never had to give any employee any right to a hearing, it should have the flexibility to give them the right to a hearing, but allow a pre-hearing suspension without pay. So the court rejected this bitter with the, excuse me, the court rejected this bitter with the sweet approach and said that the minimum process due is determined as a matter of federal constitutional law and not statutory law. So, right, let's let's just recap what I what I talked about because due process clause, right? Aspects of due process, and there are fundamental aspects. And one of the fundamental aspects of due process, whether it's under the Fourteenth Amendment or just due process, period, is fairness. Which under under fairness, you can induce that there would be equity and equality that would be given, right? But most times it's on the equality, so you have to fight for the equity part. But the government must provide notice of charges against you. The government must be able to show that there is an articulated, non-vague standard of conduct which you are accused of violating. The government must provide you with an opportunity to rebut their charges against you in a meaningful way and at a meaningful time. Okay? In order to sustain the position, it's it's deprivation of your liberty or property. The government must establish at a minimum that there is substantial and credible evidence supporting the charges. What's your evidence? See? So the government must provide some explanation to the individual for the basis of any adverse findings. Okay? So some examples of procedural protections that may be required for certain types of deprivations. One, um, elevated burdens of proof that the government must satisfy such as beyond a reasonable doubt. That's the criminal cases, right? And clear and convincing evidence, right? Termination of parental rights, things like that. Two, the right to counsel, right? You have a right to obtain an attorney or represent yourself, okay? You also have a right to um, to to have other people within your community to represent you if uh, you so true, and that that's another that's a topic for another day we'll have to get into. Um, but that's something that is very rarely known about people. Number three, the right to a pre-deprivation hearing. <coughs> okay, that's a pre-deprivation hearing. Number four, the right to cross-examine the witness. You have a right to know who's accusing you. You have a right to to face your accuser. It's actually a Sixth Amendment right. Okay, number four. Uh, excuse me, number five, the right to have a neutral person review an adverse decision. Uh, Donald Trump did this, right, not too long ago, where he, he asked for another judge to review a decision that a judge had made because he felt that it was a biased decision, okay? Number six, the right to recover compensation for a wrongful deprivation. This is where equity comes into play. This is where you learn how to sue an equity court, and this is where you learn how, how to take back what is absolutely yours Okay This is what we talked about last week We'll continue that conversation tomorrow Okay Number five The government must provide Excuse me Number um, Excuse me Number seven Jumping, jumping back sure. Number seven The right to be present When adverse evidence is presented To the fact finder You have a right to know What evidence is against you You have a right to To, to hear what, what people have said about you you have an absolute right. So when somebody tries to trample on your rights, right, tries to uh, accuse you of something that you may or may not have even done, okay, tries to uh, uh, dirty up your good name, these are all deprivations of your rights. Okay? So I want to give y'all something, and hopefully this helps. Um, okay? Because when you, you know, when you're doing your affidavits and things like that, one of the things that you must do is you must understand there are laws out there that protect you, okay? 
Um, there are absolute laws that protect you. Um, and I'm going to give you just a second here. Here we go. Um, here we go. Deprivation of rights, Section 242, Title 18, and I'm going to read it to you. It makes it a crime for a person acting under the color of law to willfully deprive a person of a right or a privilege protected by the Constitution or the laws of the United States. For the purpose of Section 242 under acts, excuse me, acts under color of law, include acts not only done by federal, state, or local officials within their lawful authority, but acts also done beyond the bounds of that official's lawful authority. If the acts are done while the official is purporting to or pretending to act in performance of his or her duties, persons acting under color of law within the meaning of this statute include police officers, prison guards, or other law enforcement officials, as well as judges, uh, care providers in public health facilities, and others who are acting as public officials. So it is not necessary that others who are acting as, excuse me, it is not necessary that the crime be motivated by animals towards the race. Animus, animus, I apologize. <laughs> let, let me rephrase that again. I'm reading too fast. But it says, it is not necessary that the crime be motivated by animus. Towards the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, or national origin of the victim. Okay, that word is animus. Um, I'm going to give you a working definition of animus. Okay, and I'll give you a legal definition. Okay, animus at law. Okay. Um, they designate the motivations of a legal person. Animus uh, is used in a variety of contexts, okay, as you can see. Um, it deals with criminal law, family law, property law, constitutional law. It deals with all of these types of law, okay? So when we talk about animus, it is not necessary that the crime be motivated by animus towards the race, the color, the religion, the sex, the handicap, the national origin, the person's family status, or any of that. So the offense is punishable by a range of imprisonment up to life term or a death penalty, depending upon the circumstances of the crime and the resulting injury. Title 18, U.S.C., Section 242. And this is how it reads. It says, whoever, under the color of law, statute, ordinance, regulation, or custom, willfully subjects any person in any state, territory, commonwealth, possession, or district to deprivation of any rights, privileges, or immunities, Secured or protected by the Constitution or the laws of the United States shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than one year or both. And if bodily injury, 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 if bodily injury results from the acts committed in violation of this section, or if such acts include the use, attempted use, or threatened use of a dangerous weapon, explosives, or firearms, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than ten years. Or both, and if death results from the acts committed in violation of this section, or if such acts, including kidnapping, or an attempt to kidnap someone, uh, aggravated sexual abuse, or an attempt to commit aggravated sexual abuse, or an attempt to kill someone, uh, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for any term of years, or for life, or both, or maybe sentenced to death. You don't play with people's rights. I think it's very clear. You do not play with people's rights. Don't deprive people of their rights at any point in time. You know, my dad used to tell me all the time, he used to say, um, restricting somebody else's liberty is restricting your own liberty. You don't restrict other people's liberty. Everybody has the choice to find their own destiny in this world, right? Without being hindered by another individual or group of individuals without being hindered by religion you know without being hindered by um, opinions lists blacklists all this other type of shit right white lists white slaving slavery all of that shit alright so with that being said, we'll uh, hop to the call lines, take a very quick break, go to the call lines. Um, it's open for Friday. We're just keeping it we're keeping it smooth and quick over here. Um, tomorrow, uh, well, there will not be a show, but Sunday there will be a show, okay? 
Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Keep it locked up. Don't go nowhere. Peace to the gods. Due process of law is one of those majestic, important, but very difficult to define terms that appears twice in the Constitution. It appears in the Fifth Amendment and applies to the national government, and it appears in the Fourteenth Amendment, which applies to the state governments. In the context of law enforcement, by and large, what it means is we have to treat criminal defendants fairly. We have to give them notice of charges that are brought against them, we have to give them an opportunity to defend themselves. We typically have to give them all sorts of other procedural protections like the ability to subpoena witnesses in their favor and bring them into court. Uh, we have to have an impartial magistrate, impartial jury. Now, some of these specific protections appear elsewhere in the Constitution as well. For example, a lot of the trial protections appear in the Sixth Amendment. But the general concept of due process of law um, applies very much in the criminal context, and it's been used on a number of occasions to, um, to invalidate various things the police have done. Defining due process is very difficult. Really, due process um, is similar to the beauty is in the eye of the beholder concept. That is, really, the due process clause means whatever a majority of the members of the Supreme Court say it means at any given time, and they can change their minds from time to time. In the late 19th century, what it meant was protecting people from economic regulation. You couldn't have minimum wage, you couldn't have maximum hours, working conditions sort of things, because that violated people's basic right to freedom of contract. In the 20th century, it got much more into personal rights, like uh, the right to privacy, like the right to abortion, the right to use birth control, the right to marry. And today, it's probably being used uh, in equal protection and due process are being used in areas like same-sex marriage and the rights of transgender people. So it really evolves with society. And that's really appropriate if you think about the Constitution and what effect it should have on society. That is, there's no great moral claim that the views of a group of people that met in 1789 and 1791 should govern our lives today. And if the meaning of the Constitution were static, then I think there would be much more of a need to amend the Constitution or even have a new constitutional convention. But the meaning of the Constitution evolves over time. And so more contemporary understandings of what are fundamental rights are brought into the constitutional meaning through the clauses like the Due Process Clause and the Equal Protection Clause, clauses that are vaguer, that aren't very specific about the structure and organization of the government. And so you get this sort of more contemporary understanding of what rights people ought to have. And that applies also in the law enforcement context, where what, is a, what, what might not have been considered an excessive punishment 200 years ago is now considered an excessive punishment, or what might not have considered a privacy right 200 years ago is now considered a privacy right. And so it's clauses like the Due Process Clause and other vague constitutional provisions allow for the sort of evolution of our understanding of rights and let our Constitution stay fresh and relevant to a current situation. In the context of the Fifth Amendment, as I explain due process to police officers, it means that an encounter between the state and the citizen must be transparent. It must be con they must be consistent. It must reflect consistency. It must be fair. The citizen should have an understanding of what's happening to him or her. The citizen should have an opportunity to defend him or, self, him or herself, to respond to the encounter. And I think when, when you have, when an encounter is marked by those characteristics, there has been due process of law. It has been orderly. It has been pursuant to a scheme. It has not been capricious and it has not been arbitrary. Due pro the Due Process Clause of the Fifth Amendment is a constitutional articulation of our collective idea of fairness. So if the Constitution, at least constitutional criminal law, means anything, it means that a system of justice should be fair. 
So oftentimes people equate due process with a concept called fundamental fairness. And fundamental fairness exists on two registers. The first register is called substantive due process. That means the thing is, 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 is actually fair, substantively, that, 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 there were, that the process was not so corrupted that a person did not get a fair hearing, a fair trial. Uh, the second register is procedural due process. Procedural due process means that there are these processes, like a trial, like preliminary hearings, uh, like all of the sorts of, of things that lead up to a substantive determination of uh, guilt or acquittal. And that if there is a problem with the procedural due process as well, then that is a violation of the Constitution. Because the notion goes that it's, it's difficult to ascertain truth in some absolute medical, metaphysical sense. That is to say, it's difficult to ascertain the truth in some absolute metaphysical sense. So we get at our notions of truth through processes which we think are fair processes. Now, there are many ways you can get at the truth. There was a time in American history where we did things like weight people's feet, put them in a well, and say, if they drown, God is telling us that they were guilty. If they're innocent, God will save them. That's one method of ascertaining the truth. Not my particular chosen method, but that's one method. Another way is to engage in all of these safeguards at trial. And the, the analysis is that it might not get to absolute truth all the time, but it's going to be pretty close. If you do A, B, C, and D, and you do them properly, then we're going to weed out the injustice. So that's the notion of procedural due process. And so the implication is that if you don't follow the procedures, then there's something unjust about the eventual conviction. Substantive due process is, is the guarantee that you will not be treated in a certain way, that th certain things won't happen to you. For example, um, I have a substantive due process right to bodily integrity. The state can't come along and chop off my hand. doesn't make a difference why the state wants to do that. doesn't make a difference what procedure the state uses before it decides to chop off my hand. I've got a substantive due process right to be free from excruciating pain, to be free from having my bodily parts amputated. So substantive due process tells the government there are certain things you cannot do no matter how much you want to do them, no matter how carefully you go about trying to do it. Well, there's no, there, there are no exceptions to the notion of, of due process. Due process, like every other term in constitutional law, is interpretive and highly contestatory. So what violates substantive due process? This is a big issue in constitutional law. So the notion is that a substantive, due, a substantive due process violation will be found where there is something that shocks the conscious, that is so antagonistic to our basic notions of fundamental fairness that it cannot stand. Now, so those are pretty words and flowery words, but the truth is the Supreme Court has not found a substantive violation in many, 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 many decades. Right? So the last substantive due process violation is the case that I learned when I was in law school in a case that I teach now, and it's called our, our Rochin versus California, and it's a, a case where a person was forcibly brought into a hospital and had their stomach pumped um, by doctors, uh, but against their will so that they would regurgitate drugs. And the court said, too much. That shocks the conscious. You can't just haul people in and, and do things to make them throw up all over the place to get some drugs. There may be more uh, humane ways to do it. Uh, one could let nature take its course. Eventually those, those drugs will come out uh, one way or the other, but to make people throw up or to engage in surgery and cut it out of people's abdomens, that shocks the conscious. Uh, but the court hasn't really found much else to shock the conscious. Almost all due processes due process cases now fall on a procedural register. And courts, I think, are more apt to deal with procedural rules 
as opposed to stuff, substantive standards. So a standard is something like shocks the conscious, where a rule is something like, did you give the Miranda warnings? Yes, no. You have a much more clear answer. The basic requirement of due process in law enforcement, of course, is that the law enforcement has to respect whatever rights there are that are spelled out by state and local law and by federal law. So if there's going to be a procedure that's going to go on, then the, the, the uh, procedural rights have to be respected. But due process um, and similar co sorts of unclear clauses like unreasonable search and unreasonable seizure, for example, uh, are interpreted to protect against things like excessive force, their a requirement that, uh, that um, government give medical care to people that are in custody, whether it's uh, pre-arrest, after arrest, um, after conviction, those sorts of rights. Uh, um, that are related also to the Eighth Amendment, freedom of, from cruel and unusual punishment. All of those rights sort of work together to create a system of, of uh, proper treatment of people in the custody of the government. Nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. All right, all right, yep. all right. We back. We back. Nope. So there it is. Um, that's our Open Forum Friday show. We're going to go to the call lines real quick. Let's go to 347 Yep, I can hear you. Yo, did you just like glow <laughs> while you was dropping that knowledge right there, but God? You said, did I do what? I felt. Did you just glow? Were you glowing? Because a lot of times when when you spend that knowledge, I felt like you be you be glowing since they real talk. I feel like yo. You said, are you in life human uh, human life form or <laughs> did you did you just transition <laughs> to something you else? Am I smoking? Not <laughs> nah. I'm just saying. A lot of times when when you huh? go in heavy like that, I said a lot of times uh, when you go in heavy like that, I feel like you you in a different level. You had different. You had like um, Super Saiyan fifty or something. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody listening is still like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could simplify it like that, you know, but, yo, I appreciate the knowledge, um, you dropping those things on the, 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 um, the chat? what you say about the chat? Did you put the information, the links in the chat? Should I go to the nah, chat? No, you know what, I'll put that, in, no, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna throw that in the chat right now for you, hold on a second. I'm on, yeah, I'm gonna go check that, that right now. Alright, it's in the chat. You got it. Alright, I um yo, Sensei, uh, I'm happy to hear from you. Yeah. Oh, likewise. I need to get with you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call you. Um I'll probably try to call you in the first thing in the morning. That that'll be the go. Okay. Alright. Alright. Um, Alright, cause I, I got, I got, I got what you, I got that uh, the information that you requested, and, um, so I'll get you squared away. Um, and um, yeah, the site, when is the site coming back up? Uh, you know what? I need uh, it'll be back up tonight. Alright, it'll be back. It'll be All back. Right. Yeah, Sensei, I'm just, I'm just, I'm mad that I can't sit down and take notes while you're going in. But that's okay. Glad to hear from you. I'm gonna re-listen re to the show. I'm gonna go to the site. And, and and going to the chat in a moment, but I yield. You know, you know, you know, it's much appreciated, my brother. You already know. Um, but yeah, it'll be site'll be up in about a, a probably about an hour or two. I just need to go in and uh, take care of a couple of things on the site, and then it's it's good. It should be up and running. Um, Copy. and then uh, you know, you know, you can always download the replay too, man. So for the show, I say, I yield. So, okay, I appreciate you guys. Good to hear your voice. Likewise, Sensei. All right, peace out. 
Alright, so um that's that's the that's the Friday show. We're not gonna keep it long today. Uh we will be back on Sunday. Open for um bottom line Sunday. Alright. So with that said, uh make sure that you uh holler at me if you need to get with me, make more commerce dot com. I got a couple of seminars coming up. Check my Instagram page for links for those. Alright, New York and Miami. Uh those seminars will be in July. Um other than that I'm gonna say peace to the gods, man. Continue to study, stand on your square. Protect your rights. Don't let nobody deprive you of your rights. All right? And remember, there's due process in everything, okay? Everybody has the right to to, uh, to liberty, peace, happiness, justice, equality, right? Equity, liberty, right? And all of these things make them one, man. So with that, I'm going to say peace to the gods, and uh, we're going to get up out of here. I'll see y'all on Sunday. Peace. So I don't go shoot in the RP Cause you take the bullet trying to